good afternoon it's a beautiful day today some sunshine and calling here from the netherlands uh, so today i would like to talk about um, an issue that i've always uh, been worried about and it's about the african fabric yeah i remember that the day that i wanted to carry my child in a in Embereko, whilst I'm here in Europe, I didn't know where to get some fabric to carry my child, and that was early 2008. I just realized that it's uh, something that was uh, going to be an issue because I knew that in Africa, that's where I get the fabric, that's where my mother used to buy one for us to carry them. Hello. Uh, today I'm coming again um, with a Bereika uh, update on how I managed to uh, come up with uh, different uh, African fabrics without any strings attached. It was a very difficult journey. It still is because the very first day that I decided to start carrying our child, we actually. Uh, decided to practice the African culture when it comes to bring up our children in Europe. Um, I went on looking for something that I heard from my mother. I remember that I had uh, actually a cloth and in Zimbabwe I know that we call those uh, Zambia, Mazambia. So we grew up knowing that. Uh, we have never called them Panye, uh, Kanga, or even though the names kind of uh, the same because it's a Bantu language so if you talk about Kanga, Panye you're hearing the words that are coming from Tanzania but of course now after knowing my history that I've never been taught when I was young uh, at school I just realized that we also come from Tanzania, Tanganyika also come from the areas that are called Guruswa, coming from the area that are called um, Mapungu eh? And if you talk of the Ngara people, Ngara people that are in Congo passing through the Ngara area in uh, Tanzania, going straight to South Africa, going to Zimbabwe. So it's very interesting when I'm seeing all those roads of how our ancestors have been traveling um, from where they were, where they existed, with what they were wearing, uh, what they were eating, how they behaved, how they made their own clothes, how they decided to make their own pots and pans where they are still cooking it today. And the way they cook beer, prepare brew beer, that's how you would call it, of course, in English. And, uh, you know, you can say a lot of things that, will, that, that, that came from long back and that have changed today. So in this case, I want to talk about the fabric, the textiles. This uh, story of the textiles, from my side, it uh, started in 2007 when I wanted to actually straighten my, my belly because I remember that my mother used to tell me stuff, uh, stuff like that, that whenever you have a child, you can always straighten your belly using um, the Zambia. So that's how we would call them in Zimbabwe. Um, 
and then I looked for it. I couldn't find. It. And then there was this lady who, who told me that there is a, a factory in the Netherlands where I could uh, get one for myself. Um, then I was like, oh, okay, where is it? And they were saying, yeah, it's in Helmond. You have to go there. Maybe you can get one. We can call them and see. They have a website. And then I decided, I, I realized that when you go to the website, you couldn't uh, buy these uh, uh, fabrics or textiles as a, as, a, uh, as a mother, just as a parent. But actually, or as a human, you, can, uh, you actually have to be a company or you have to, to be in Africa. So that's when I started questioning myself. How come? Why? And I was like, okay, but in the first place, why are they in the Netherlands? Why are they being manufactured in the Netherlands? So, of course, at that moment, I was still like, uh, I can't call it indoctrinated. I was still ignorant about a lot of things, but still these questions were coming into my head, just asking myself, what's going on? I want to know. I want to know. Then, of course, I decided to go there. I carried my baby in the uh, clothes that my mother had given me. By then I used to call it the Zambia, the one, the, how we knew it in Zimbabwe. Because I came there and I was just looking, I was so shocked to see a lot of different colors that I remember seeing in Zimbabwe. Of course, the women would just carry them, using them for, as a Zambia. The way we call Zambia at home is how a woman would strip uh, this cloth around her waist. And then so that when she's working, uh, she doesn't make her clothes dirty, but it's also very respectful so that when you're working somewhere and there are men around or there are other people around, when you uh, bore down, then you, you have something that is respectful to wear. And sometimes they would wear something on their head. So for me, I just pictured that, that my mother would wear such a cloth on her head so that she doesn't get dust on her head. Actually, because she worked a lot in the field. But the same uh, clothes would be used to carry a baby. Uh, so, in my head, I just thought these are found in Zambia because the name we, the name we gave to, the, to, to this cloth was Zambia. And Zambia makes sense because that's a country close to Zimbabwe. But anyway, it wasn't like that. So these uh, materials, they've got a lot of names and they have a lot of designs and they uh, come from different countries, especially Ghana, especially Nigeria, and they, they also have some that are coming from Kenya. And of course, there are some that, are, that came from Indonesia. So uh, talking of these designs, they mean, they mean something. Those people who used to make them, who still make them, they make something according to a special ritual ritual at that moment they have a special uh, design that belongs to a special family they have a special design that belongs to a special uh, event or a special um, let, me, let me say a special uh, ceremony so that for instance if somebody's getting married if somebody's getting engaged when they're having so they are putting a, a chief or a king on the on the throne and when they are there's so many other designs that you can see now and when you're coming across you just think oh these are beautiful designs why are they here so that's what i'm gonna talk about and uh, thank you so much for being here this is episode one of the fabric my fabric journey and uh, 
textiles research uh, where I actually would like to share my story, my research moments and why I then chose not to use the uh, fabric that is manufactured in Europe but then manufactured by the Africans and especially organically. So thank you so much. My name is uh, Muchaneta Landira and I'm coming back soon. My company is called Bereka. Just check on bereko.net. Thank you. I'm back again with uh, the second episode on fabrics and textiles, especially African fabrics. I um I would like to share the moments of how I came across the meanings and the reasons of how they or why they were making designs on these uh, fabrics. They still are. It's just that the moment that something is being manufactured at a faster way in another country where there are no Africans who can represent these fabrics it's very difficult then to have them actually be translated the way they are supposed to be translated. Even though the Africans have changed their ways of doing, not all of them, some are still practicing the rituals, the ceremonies, and all the events the way they are supposed to be done. Uh, take countries like Ghana, take countries like Ivory Coast, take countries like uh, Senegal, take countries like Madagascar, such countries are still practicing their culture, uh, their rituals, uh, using the fabrics the way they made them according to the designs they desire for a certain event or ceremony. What I've then uh, realized is that uh, when you are looking at the designs, you already feel why those designs were set there you already realize that there is a certain area that is called Kente, Kente in Ghana. And that beautiful place has got a, a special way of dealing with their culture. <clears throat> it's still very cultured. People respect their food, their dressing, their people, their culture, their, especially their fabric. Because when you hear Kente, it's also a place. It's also a. It's actually a, a, a small village where these indigenous, uh, innovative, ancient people come from. And yeah, with all respect, if I if I am living in the Netherlands and I'm going to a manufacturer who is in the Netherlands who is Dutch, then my whole mind start thinking: How did a Dutch man become the designer or the manufacturer of such fabric, yet the culture is back in Africa. Of course, such things you ask yourself, you do ask yourself and you start finding out the reasons why stuff like that has been, things like that have been happening. <clears throat> so in the, in the same sense, I went on finding a few people that I knew who come from Ghana, a few people that I knew who come from Nigeria, a few people that I knew who come from Côte d'Ivoire, who come from uh, Ivory Coast, 
and I actually interviewed them and asked them about about their culture, about the fabric that they use, whether they are still using them or not. Some started telling me that, oh, not everybody's still using uh, the fabric the way we used to do it long back. Only old people are still practicing this. And some people were saying, a few people in the villages are doing it, but not in the, in the cities. Yeah, so, which already some which, which is already something that came into my mind uh because i it's something that came into my mind at that moment was like okay so it means the uh colon, colon the colonization played any a, a role in how these people have managed to forget part of their culture when it comes to fabric even though they would buy the fabric they they probably may not have the same value as their ancestors had. They probably may not have the same education or the same knowledge on how to use these fabrics. So I just thought to myself, which means that a lot of people are in need of being retaught on how these fabrics work. And of course, I'm still looking for a few people who are knowledgeable about the fabric of their country, who are knowledgeable about why those fabrics were being manufactured by hand through organic way and by organic products. And of course, when it comes to organic products, it's something that we can also elaborate. I can elaborate that in the next episode, of which that is also in our book, The Art of African ethnic caring culture so if you look at how every country in africa has been uh, trying to work hard on creating a certain culture in the community where everybody was working hard to create fabric to create uh, food types that are healthy for them and to create um how to call it to to, to preserve uh, certain uh, herbs that are good for for the immune system as well we should not forget that this is something that we need to see how we can get that back and at the same time we should also realize that uh, time is moving for our future generation they need that knowledge back they need to know why some of these things are no longer happening they also need to know what they can still use and what they cannot because the time has moved we are now in a different generation where man, uh, a lot of things are being manufactured through machines but it wouldn't be a bad idea to know how the how it goes when it comes to back, back to basics the organic style thank you very much and um, i'll come back again and i'll be showing a little bit of um, how uh, these fabrics were made and uh, i would like to invite you as well to come to my website where i will be sharing a video uh, with how these uh, textiles are made and this video is gonna come in five days time and then i share it on www.mereko.net that's where you can see um, a few countries that are still manufacturing their fabric. Thank you so much. Bye bye. <clears throat>